hey how's it going okay so if you're hearing this you're probably like what's going on why are you talking to me like this uh, well so we we, we went through a rebrand we originally were speaking of which we're now drunken book club but i wanted to keep old episodes alive so here are the episodes before the main update to drunken book club these are you know episodes that we did on a bunch of different books before we rebranded to Drunken Book Club, I keep referring to us as Drunken Book Club, but also reference speaking of which, which is the old podcast. So there we are. Also, our new socials for this are at DBC underscore pod for Twitter, and our Patreon is patreon.com slash drunken book club. Definitely recommend checking it out. It's only a dollar a month, and you can tell us what books to read. Alright, well, that's it. You guys enjoy the episode. Bye-bye. Hello and welcome back to uh, Not So Drunken Book Club. I was about to say, it's, it's a new year, new me, and I, I don't think uh, alcohol's right for me. <laughs> no, I just have a, a, a natural back injury, so I can't have alcohol with my medication that I'm taking. So, uh, yeah, no, no drinks for Chris for right now. And I might go drive somewhere in like an hour, so I don't want to drink. Yeah. Because, yeah, don't drink. I'm Rupal, and this is... Sam. <laughs> uh, this time around on Drunken Book Club. I don't want to call it Sober Book Club. That's Dry just... January Book Club. <laughs> Ugh. Ew. I always think that's so dumb because it doesn't really... Yeah. This time around, this month, we read E.T. The Book of the Green Planet. Oh boy, this was a, this was a read. I this... read... I can't believe I read the whole thing. That was quite the fucking trip. Like, I'm not gonna lie, this is probably the weirdest book we've ever read. Yeah. Like, I don't think there's a weirder book we've read. Like, we almost always, like, sometimes we'll always be like, oh, that was a weird book, but, like... This has nothing on, like, Frank and Turkey or... No, this doesn't have shit on it. This was written by people on fucking literal drugs. Yeah. Like, I feel like literal people on drugs wrote this shit. Yeah. Um, but, uh, before we get into there, uh, what did we pre-game on? Uh, Taco Bell. Yeah, we pre-gamed on Taco Bell. I have a, uh, a, what's it called, a mocha, my quote-unquote mocha. I literally just did a hot cocoa packet, powder packet. Into coffee. Into coffee, and, um, mm, that's actually really freaking good. I mean, I love doing that, honestly, like... Like, that's pretty fucking good. Yeah. So there's there's your secret mocha right there. Just pour a hot pocket, hot pocket, <laughs> oh, <laughs> pour God. a hot pocket into your coffee for a terrible experience. Yeah, I was gonna say. But no, no, I, I definitely recommend it. So Sam, what were your first impressions of the book? What did you think this book was gonna be about? <laughs> I'm not sure. I thought it was gonna be just like some fun trip, and like somehow, like they actually like came back for Elliot, and they're yeah. gonna like. Go to, like, some new planet, like, crash on some new planet and just have, like, wacky adventure fun time? Yeah. No? That's no. Not... So, I've mentioned this before to others, but I heard about this book from a podcast called The Wizard and the Bruiser uh, when they were talking about uh, E.T. And the only thing I know is that I believe it's about E.T. going home and something's wrong on his planet or some shit. And, no, that's not what it was. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. Uh, so pretty much my description of what I described, my first impressions, that's what the ride's about, <laughs> is them going back to the plant and fixing it. <laughs> so I got those two mixed up. Uh, so I guess uh, I'll talk about a little bit about the cover. The cover has a small picture of E.T. staring longingly at this weird 
tiny alien that has an acorn hat and limbs that make no sense. The little alien has long fingers that are playing a harp-like instrument. And, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a very weird-looking cover. Yeah. This is very bad. It's a very bad cover. <laughs> Chapter 1. Okay, go watch E.T. Or rewatch the ending, and you're all caught up on this book, because this starts immediately after E.T. is rescued and is heading home. Uh, the trip back to home is going to take quite a few uh, days, E.T. Hope you can entertain yourself. There's, there's your <laughs> robot chicken joke right there. Gleeblorp. Cleeborp. Cleeborp. E.T. Uh, e. stares out the port glass window and is saddened at the thought of never seeing his friends again. He takes the germ germanium into the vast botanical garden they have created from the plants they collected from Earth. The plants surrounding him feel the sadness from the Doctor of Botany, which is what E.T. is known as. Another botanist comes in to console E.T., saying that Earth is not the only garden in the universe. E.T. says, Elliot, which confuses his other botanists, and they ask what he did on Earth. E.T. says, eat candy and make friends. A microtech comes in and says E.T. is in big trouble. A microtech is that alien I described on the, on the cover for all you guys. E.T. Yeah. E. don't give a fuck, and neither do his plants. Soon the ship will enter the whirlpool of time and they will be in another continuum and E.T. will lose Elliot forever. And uh, I wrote a note, I guess this is how they travel through space quickly for themselves? I guess? Yeah, I'm like three pages in, this is already a fucking trip. Like, <laughs> this is just the first chapter. I'm like, he's a doctor of botany for one thing. Like, I mean, he did cure of the plants in true. the original movie. But it was just such like a, okay. I really wanted to rewatch the movie before this, but I couldn't. It's not streaming anywhere. And I didn't really want to buy it. I mean, I like E.T. a lot for memory sakes. And rewatching clips of the movie, I'm like, this is really charming. Like, the trick... the, e, the What's it called? The trick-or-treat scene when they take him out trick-or-treating is really cute. And penis breath is a line in the movie and it makes me laugh. So, I'm honest... It wasn't a pervert penis breath! Go ahead. I'm honestly of the James Rolfe camp if he creeped me out as a kid. Uh... Like, there's too many wrinkles in the neck, like... <laughs> I never thought he'd come through my window, but he just gave me the creeps as a kid, honestly. If you look up James Rolfe and E.T., you'll get this reference. It's a really fucking funny video. Yeah, I was gonna say, I don't want to spoil it, because he yeah. does it better than I could, but... Uh, uh, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, E.T. tries sending a final message to Elliot, but misses him and hits the arcade machine he's playing on. The boy is too into the game to notice and then is distracted by Julie and the message disappears. E.T. is confined to his quarters by a microtech as the other botanists go to other planets to collect specimens. E.T. sleeps in his bunk and we'll read the final paragraph on page 5 and this will probably be the only time I have you read anything in this fucking book because it's so fucking weird and I didn't know what else to fucking have Sam read. And he dreamed of the good times he'd had on Earth, living in a closet, eating candy, drinking beer, and wearing a wig. He saw Elliot and Michael, Mary, Gertie, and Harvey the dog. just an illusion for a drag queen who hasn't and, come out. And he stayed asleep across the numberless eternities, dreaming of them, as his ship went about its many missions and finally returned home. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, is it just that he's... Yeah. Well, and something... E.T. doesn't want to leave the closet. He likes to dress as a woman. 
So something I thought is, like, I get they have a fondness for each other. Yeah. And he's going to miss Elliot. Like, I'm not going to question that. Yeah. But how much he's like, I must go back to Elliot. Yeah. Throughout this whole fucking book is a little weird. It, it's a little weird. I'm like, this is... Especially for how old he is. Yeah. I was like, it'd be one thing if he was maybe another kid or something. Yeah, no. But for a fucking doctor, I'm like... Dr. E.T. Don't know. Chapter 2. E.T. arrives back on his home planet and is expecting a hero's return. He thinks that they'll have him to do speeches on what he learned on Earth. But he's being demoted back to the farm to grow food for his people. But before he has, has to slave away... A cube-like vehicle comes down and E.T. is interrogated by a robotic voice within. It asks what he learned on Earth and he talks about Hollow Bean, how the children are the real masters of the planet, ha, and other things he did in the movie. The interview ends and E.T. is left on the outskirts of the farm. So something I put is if they made him a child, yeah. this whole thing would have made so much more sense. Yeah. Because there's some things where I'm like... And it will be, I'll say it more when it gets to yeah. certain things, but oh, yeah. yeah. Interrupt me like, when you get, get Yeah. E.T. enters the farm and sees a youngling tending to beeper beans. E.T. briefly chats with the youngling and teaches him some techniques for harvesting the annoying beeper beans. E.T. leaves the youngling and enters a village of gourd houses and meets with his parent. Yes. He has one parent. I don't know if they just, you know, reproduce asexually or what. I don't know. Maybe the other... I don't know. <laughs> I wonder if his mom has rocking E.T. tits. Ah. Uh... Uh, uh, I just don't think that would look good. <laughs> Chapter 3. I feel like the they're... E.T. tits are bad. They, they call them he, but I feel like it's kind of a genderless society. Yeah. Because just parent and, like, the youngling. And, yeah, they just kind of... Yeah, they just call each other by names and other Except stuff. Except for E.T. Yeah. You don't hear his name. No. Gleeblorm! Yeah, we're just... Chapter 3. A flop glopple excitedly rushes into the house to greet E.T. A flop glopple looks like one of those long stuffed animals that has its stuffing missing. E.T. has dinner with his parents, and during the time, he eats... He... Oh my god, I... I... Apparently I can't write because this book is so fucking weird. Let me see if I can decipher. Okay. E.T. has dinner with his parent, and during the time, he can't help but think of Elliot. He sends another psychic message to Earth, and ends up having some silly shenanigans happen. But he eventually finds his way to Elliot's mom, Mary. But she thinks she's going crazy when she sees her name written in the cupcake she has. And also, this shit pops up way too fucking often and really breaks the stride of the book. Yeah. Of E.T. trying to fucking communicate with the people on Earth. Yeah. Chapter 4. I think it's the next day, E.T. tries sending another message to Elliot, and Elliot has grown a bit as E.T. warp-traveled, so he stayed the same age up. Uh, sorry, he stayed the same, and Elliot aged up. And it, and he's in uh, junior high. E.T. projects himself again and lands inside a computer Elliot is on, but Elliot can't bother to look at the screen as he's infatuated with a girl in class. E.T. is now in the field, and the younglings acknowledge his superior plant knowledge. Soon an older alien appears, and it's E.T.'s old teacher, Botanicus, who has ten glowing fingers, even though the picture on the next page clearly shows that the E.T. race only has four fingers per hand. You don't see the bottom. 
His dick? Yeah. There's two dicks. It's like a shark. Okay. Double pronged. And explains that with each finger glow, their alien species has shown an achievement in wisdom. E.T. starts working with the younglings and the master and, and... Oh my god. And when they finally get a break, E.T. tells more of his adventures on Earth. Like how he lived in a closet with toys that he could speak telepathically with. The chapter ends with E.T. yet again failing to speak with Elliot. So, my thought with... This is the part. Mm-hmm. Where I was like, do... I I feel like this author... Mm-hmm. Does not understand anthropology. Yeah. Because they're like, what is candy? What are toys? Like, that they're not toys. They're, like, unliving, like, beings or some shit. And yeah. I'm like, do they not have any kind of toys for, like, kids? For uh, younglings, I guess? I mean, they're aliens. Aliens might not have something that's relative, relative to what we have. I but mean, it, especially looking at their society, there really is no entertainment devices that they have true if you notice but it just feels weird considering just how it it doesn't feel like it's a thought out society beyond like their bare bones thing yeah i mean it's a book for kids sam it literally says uh what's it called an illustrated novel for young readers would you want to read this as a kid i liked into et enough that i would have tried The keyword is try. I was going to say, would you have finished it, though? Oh, probably not. This book is so fucking weird. Yeah, it would have been like, I'm done. Chapter 5. A contentment bot flies through the air, seeing if anyone is having troubles. It stops over E.T., and E.T. is like, dude, I miss my friend. E.T. doesn't want to waste its time, so he explains that his friend introduced him to gum, and the bot recreates a bubble for him to cheer up the alien. E.T. lies about being happy again, and the bot leaves, wondering how the council thought this guy was deeply troubled. E.T. once again tries to communicate with Elliot, and somewhat succeeds by being in his dreams. The next day, as E.T. is tending the fields, E.T. tries to communicate with Elliot and sees he is fist-fighting. E.T. is scared that Elliot is no longer growing wiser, and that he is soon to become something terrible. A man! A grown man. Because they're not wise. Children, yeah, they're not wise. I mean, it's not wrong. <laughs> I mean, but it's also like the children are the wise ones. I'm like... some, You know, sometimes, sometimes they are sometimes and sometimes... The children can be the wise ones. Sometimes they're not, though. Sometimes they're fucking dumbasses. Yeah, which is true of adults, Sometimes too. they eat sand. And you're like, why are you letting me eat sand? And I'm like, I don't like them. <laughs> Chapter 6. <laughs> Just... E.T. goes to a nightclub to meet the only microtech he trusts. Micron. E.T. tells Micron he plans on stealing a Star Cruiser. Uh, and also get ready, a lot of these chapters are literally just a paragraph description. There, Not much happens in this story. I'm, I'm skipping a lot of useless shit from this point on. Chapter 7. Micron leads E.T. to an abandoned mine. There, they are there to recruit a team. We meet Occulta, Sinestro, and Electrum. Three bizarre figures that will pilot their ship. Uh, how would you describe these these characters, Sam? Uh, you know that that like lamp that's at the beginning of ET. Yeah. Uh, that like stained glass, like. Yeah. That's that's two of them. Okay. And then the other one's a mushroom. Yeah. It's bizarre. Like, hey, you know what? A plus for character designs. 
I was going to say, yeah, they're definitely alien. I would not go, oh, yes. Yeah. I've seen this on Earth or I've seen something similar. Chapter 8. The team scout out a ship to steal. E.T. transmits another failed message to a very thirsty Elliot. And I'm not talking about water thirsty either. He's a horn dog. Ellie, oh, sorry, E.T. then goes to Botanicus's private greenhouse to steal some pollen from a plant that can render whoever smells it unconscious. E.T. sneaks the pollen into a plant that feeds the crew of the ship they plan to steal. Tomorrow they will steal the ship, but before that, E.T. tries to transmit a message and succeeds at communicating with Gertie through a speaking spell, but doesn't get far with her because Mary pulls her away. Uh, fuck. <laughs> Chapter 9. The plan works and the entire ship's crew is asleep. The three pilots argue about treasures they will have from Earth. Pogo sticks, gum, and other mundane items are what bring excitement to them as they are unaware of what they are. One even wants to be the Burger King, since burgers are apparently a delicacy. As they approach the ship, two botanists appear. Sinestro uses an ability to trap them in a magnetic coil. As they try... I don't fucking understand this shit. I had to reread this chapter because it fucking got no. so weird. Well, I literally put it at this point because I just got like confused, but not in a way I could really comment of... I don't even know what to put anymore. I'm numb to the weirdness. <laughs> I'm like, of course this fucking happens. The Bleep Blorf did the Zingas album. Yeah, that's, basically. That's how a lot of this book is. It's just the Bleep Blorf well, I'll get to it at the end, because it's just okay. kind of, it's over the full book. As they try to enter the ship, they're shot back because a repulsor field is up. Soon the group is shot with magnetic coils as well, and they're all trapped as a ship fleet approaches them to detain them. Dun dun dun, chapter 10. E.T. is being interrogated by a robot. He confuses the robot in a humorous scene by saying a bunch of Earth lingo, causing the robot to malfunction. I mean, that was funny. That, that, was, that was one of the scenes I actually really enjoyed in the book. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Let's, let's pull it up. Let's, let's see if we can pull it up real quick. I think it'd be kind of fun if we, uh, if we, if we read it together. Do you want to be the robot or do you want to be E.T.? I'll, I'll be E.T. Okay. Okay, let's see. Here we go. Okay, start. You again. What... What have you to say for yourself this time? E.T. looks shamefacedly at the interrogation machine. I've gone to the dog, he said with his grab bag of half-comprehended earth expressions. I beg your pardon? I've been trash can dumped. You attempted to steal a grand starship of the fleet of... Lucidulum. <laughs> I don't yeah. even know anymore. I can't even say these words. But yeah, he just keeps using like half at like half known slang. Yeah. Like half known 80s slang. Yeah. And it just like short circuits because it's like, what What are you talking about? It's, it's Does a... not compute. <laughs> E.T. is back on the fields again. He tries communicating with Michael, the eldest brother, while he's trying out as the kicker for the varsity football team. E.T. projects himself on on the football as Michael kicks it, and it soars across the field beyond even the goal, and he makes the team. E.T. then attends to some plants. One is violent, and he must compliment it to let him go. He goes to another plant, and he must sing to it. So he sings Kansas City, The Book of Love, Tutti Frutti, and Johnny Be Good. The plant is pleased. 
It's funny, when I first opened this book, it has the acknowledgement of, like, being able to use the lyrics in the book, and I'm just like, oh, I wonder when that's gonna pop up. I didn't, I didn't realize it was just gonna be all at once. I thought E.T. was gonna, like, start singing to people. They'll be like, why did you sing that? Ah. Also, imagine that E.T.'s voice, like, tell me who wrote the book of love. Ah. Chapter 11. It's the end of the day, and E.T. is relaxing outside And when he's approached by an old model robot. It claims it was officially scrapped, but still wanders. E.T. offers to oil up its joints for him, and the robot appreciates the gesture. E.T. takes the robot to Micron, who finds out this robot has seen many adventures and can fly. Fly, soar through the air, twirling, twirling. Uh, we are then taken to a scene to an undisclosed location in the capital, where we find out the higher-ups know about E.T. and his new robot friend, but they don't seem to give a fuck. They think it's a harmless friendship and let it slide. Uh, E.T. is then cross-pollinating a turnip to make it more dot 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 powerful? There's probably a reason behind this that will come up soon. Yeah, it's... it's oh, it's, it's, it's literally it, next chapter they oh tell no, us. Oh no, it does come up. Like, I will say there is payoff in that, if nothing else. Chapter 12. E.T. keeps increasing the girth of his turnip. <laughs> that sounds like a sex thing. It sounds like a weird Japanese sex term. Micron, Micron acquires a command console from another mic. Uh, oh my god. Micron <laughs> got it from a Micron, apparently. From another... Okay, the little guy got another little guy thing. They're like, hey buddy, can I have this shit or whatever? And with that, we find out they're making a spaceship out of the turnip. Uh, chapter 13. Oh, we're almost done, by the way. We're literally three chapters away from being done. <laughs> It's only 80 pages, but it feels like it's so much longer. It feels like 200. Yeah. E.T. recruits from jump some jump puns to assist in moving the turnip to another location. Jump puns are these plants that, like, they, they jump for joy. They're literally trees that jump up and down. They yeah. kind of look like umbrellas. That, that's all they do. Yeah. Uh, E.T. then goes on a quest to get a sample from a plant that will power the ship. E.T. must traverse a mountain to find said item. Along the way, he is met with plants that send illusions to distract E.T. and his robot friend, but his flop-clopple helps them continue forward. Then they meet a moth-like alien that tries to escort them off a cliff, but the little robot scares them off by being like, hey, fuck off. Yep. Night falls upon them, and E.T. says this is when they'll be able to find the Dagon Sabad, the plant they need to get the sample from. They finally find the mighty plant, and E.T. is able to take a sample from it. After they get hold of the sample, law cruisers have found their location and are closing in on the trio. They run away and find a cave to hide out in. Chapter 14. Okay, so something I have a question of. Yes. He obviously was not great. He was not a fast walker uh-huh. on Earth. How the fuck does he, like, can run? How can he fucking run now? Remember they picked him up. The, the robot and uh, the flop-a-lop will pick him up. Oh, okay. I forgot. Again. I, hey, I, 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 if I didn't just finish this book yesterday, I probably would be like, hey, you're right. Because I was just kind of like, I just need to get through this. Mm-hmm. And I was just thinking about that now, so. Yeah, it's, so it's such a fucking weird book. Yeah. Chapter 14. Elliot is visiting a girl while she's babysitting. He's nervous because the dad doesn't like surprise visitors. 
Before Elliot can make any moves on the girl, he gets a sign from E.T. that the dad is approaching and runs away. Botanicus then visits E.T. in the cave he's hiding in. He tells E.T. that there are search vehicles everywhere for him and has brought the turnip to E.T. They begin working on their new spaceship in their hidden location. Yeah, Botanicus, by the way, just does not give a fuck. Yeah, yeah Botanicus is just cool. He's legit. Yeah. He's a legit character. Oh, yeah, I've got no qualms with Botanicus. Yeah. He's just like, yeah. Botanicus. Botanicus. Uh, this chapter has a human character named Snork Johnson, and this is the greatest nickname for a dick. Yeah. Touch my Snork Johnson. Oh, yeah. Chapter 15. I condense this chapter. This is a long chapter, and it is the worst chapter of the book. E.T. and his crew narrowly escaped the planet. I skimmed this chapter because it went on for too long. <laughs> no, trust me, I had the same thing where I'm like, oh, no, oh my god, it just kept fucking going. It's it's literally E.T. and the rest of the crew trying to escape, like the nets and all that other shit from inside the, um, from inside their turnip ship. They're trying to get away from the other ships that are that are in the armada. And they're like, oh shit, we're not gonna make it. And then we go back to Earth, and like, Elliot's at fucking prom or some shit. I think at some school dance. School dance, and he's all like... And Snork Johnson. And Snork Johnson's trying to stick his Snork Johnson inside <laughs> Julie. And he's like, no Snork Johnson. Yeah, he's like, let me use that Snork Johnson. <laughs> hey, Snork Johnson, let me see that Snork Johnson. <laughs> so I can blow in it. <laughs> <laughs> Snork Johnson. What kind of name is Snork Johnson? <laughs> yeah, I was like, this is a horrible fake name. Why would you name your kid Snork? Snork. Hey, That's... Snork, come here. Sounds like a dad that really didn't want a kid, but mom's like, you need to name him. No, it sounds, like, it sounds like a mom was, like, the dad wasn't doesn't exist, and the mom's, like, really high on painkillers when they're like, what will you name the child? And she's Snork. like, Snork. Snork. And they're just like, okay, all right, there's no other parental figure here. This kid's name is Snork. <laughs> Snork Johnson. God, oh, that's God. a horrible name. If I had to go my whole life as as Snork, I wonder if it, if it's short for Snorkel. That still would suck. Snorkely, Snorkelous. <laughs> Snorkels, get down here. Snorkels, get your fucking asshole down here. Oh, you got some splaining to do, Snorkel. I'm gonna fucking kill you, Snorks. It's <laughs> a oh. horrible name. Is this a real name? Is Snork's a real name? Snork of any yeah, sort? Yeah, is, is, is Snork a real name? Oh, a real word. A real name. Uh, let's see here. Uh, I, you know what I got for Snork? It just gave me Snorks, the fucking animated show. Uh, no, that's how he got his name, is he was conceived while parents were watching the Snorks. Apparently there's a character named Snork and Moomin. Yeah, it, I mean, it's a Moomin. Yeah, it's like, a Moomin. His name is Snork. I mean, it's more believable as a snork as a snork is more believable as a moomin than it is as a human. So maybe, maybe it's a what's it called? Maybe, maybe it's a Dan, not Danish, a Finnish name or is moomin Danish? No, uh, Finnish. I have. It's one of the. Oh, I thought it was Dutch. I don't fucking know. It's some Scandinavian thing. Snork, get your ass down here! You got some splaining to do. Oh God, Sam! All right, so do we go? Do we give our reviews now, or do you have any notes you have to say? No, I said pretty much all, other than the one thing I put of who is this for? Yeah, because that is just what I put. Because I know it says it's for young readers. Yeah, but this is not written. It's it's got too many weird like nonsense words to be for young readers. Yeah, like this might fuck up a kid's like vocabulary. 
Yeah, they'll be like, Eagle Blebedu and they'll be like and the and the teacher's like, that is not a word. Yeah. Fail. Uh, in um in high school, my English teacher for my sophomore year had us like write down five words we didn't know and look you know and like write down the definition to kind of help our, build our vocabulary what if i put words from this book what i what i have flop glopple what the S- fuck is a flop glopple snork Chris? yeah snork johnson <laughs> i know what a snork johnson is trust me I'm, i have a snork johnson thank you very much it, it 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 may not be huge but it gets the job done ain't that right snork johnson are you asking your own dick about your dick? <laughs> you snork Johnson receiver. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. So. You want to give your review? You want me to give my review? I'll give my review. Okay, Sam. What's your review? I felt like this was definitely, it was supposed to be a different project with the way the world is built and everything. Because yeah. but... Spielberg did help with this. He, he, it, like, I think he has, like, I think he gave, like, some correspondence. Was like, oh, this is what the world should be like. Yeah. But... Instead of doing their own thing and building, like, a world based off of that, they had to go with E.T. based off of licensing. Yeah. So it feels... It feels forced. And it feels weird. And one of the things that I thought would have been a better, like, ending instead of the stupid cliffhanger it goes on... Oh, yeah, it goes on a cliffhanger. We don't even... E.T. doesn't even make it too Elliot at the end of the story. I forgot to mention that. Like, it literally ends with E.T. I think they got... Did they even get to Earth? I don't know. I don't think they made it to Earth. And then, but Et's second finger glows. Yeah, so he can flip people off now. Yeah. Or I guess he could have. To, no, he, he only get the four fingers, so he can't really flip off with the four fingers. Yeah, it's hard. I to guess kind of. Kind of, but not yeah. really. But. Uh... Oh, you're dead. <laughs> um. Another robot chicken reference. Yes. Go watch the Et robot chicken sketches. Those are pretty funny. You yeah. Can, they have a good compilation on the Adult Swim channel. I just, it was hard to get into. Yeah. It's just, it was so weird. Uh-huh. And I thought what would have been better with the fact that he's lived, th- like, at least a thousand years. Yeah. That's something they say, is that the youngling is only 700 years old or something. I a, don't fucking know. Several hundred years old. And I'm like, so he's at least a thousand then? I, I can't tell you. I can't I, fucking tell you. But, so wouldn't a week feel like nothing to him? Yeah. But even then, I thought it'd be more creative, like, to watch him like go through Elliot's life mm-hmm. and Elliot be fucking dead at the end. Aww. But like, I could forget. I but mean, I mean like as an old man like yeah, lived yeah. a good life kind of thing. Not like as a he trauma. Was, like, he was truly able to see him grow as a as a man. Yeah, that's what I yeah. mean. Like, yeah, is that fair to say? That would be sweet. Yeah. yeah, like bittersweet kind of. Yeah, a bittersweet kind of ending. Yeah. But I don't, you know, kids could take it. Kids could handle it. But I don't know how young they... I don't know what young... How old of a kid do you think this book would be for? Like, I... Okay, 85-page books like this, I was still reading maybe in third grade? Yeah, I was gonna say that. That, that was, like, mid-elementary school, kind of. Yeah. So, like, I don't know if I, if I, as a third grader, would be able to take that. Like, a fifth grader, a fourth or fifth grader, maybe. That, that would be a good book for them, but... I don't know. I don't know. But I just think that would be a better ending than the stupid cliffhanger. I agree with you. And I just... It just was not good. It's, it's not... I, uh, what, do you, what do you give a score? I give it one turnip spaceship out of five. <laughs> Alright. This book is a weird one that I don't think I can recommend to anyone. It builds upon the world of E.T., but did anyone really ask for this? If this book didn't have pictures of the alien species, I'd have no clue what they would have looked like. 
But honestly, that's kind of a compliment because the world we visit is strange and unfamiliar to our own. And that's something I do like in, in sci-fi. I do like when they do do something differently where they're not exactly humanoids. Because E.T. Yeah. E. is vaguely humanoid. He's not a fully humanoid character. Yeah. Like, and that's why I kind of like his design. Um, I think the wrinkles just creep me out as a kid. Uh, like, it's just a lot of skin wrinkles. Beyond that, the story is basic, and I like the premise of Ichi trying to save Elliot's youth, but it doesn't end. It doesn't go anywhere, though. That's the fucking biggest problem. I like the premise and the idea that E.T. is trying to save him from becoming an adult, but it doesn't fucking work out that way. Yeah. Um, My biggest complaint is I don't care for the parts where E.T. projects himself back to Earth and continuously fails to communicate with his Earth family. It really bogs down the story. And by the end of it, I just, I just, I just didn't care. Yeah. I really didn't care. Like, I realized when I was thinking about it, like, Bailey School Kids has a lot of flaws. Yeah. And I'm not going to take back any of the flaws I said. Mm-hmm. But usually the stakes are very clear. Yeah. And I can at least get through it without going, oh, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, this book is not like that, though. It's literally like, what the fuck is going on? Like, all I could think of was the Breaking Bad meme where Jesse says something, that Jesse, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. Because that's what this book feels like. Oh, God. This, it's nonsensical. I really didn't like this one. And it's really freaking bad. Like, Jesus H, man. It's, it's really bad. I, I, I also gave it one turnip spaceship out of five, actually. I did actually put turnip spaceship. <laughs> I just pull, pulled it out of my ass. Of, like, you usually say one whatever out of. Yeah. I actually put turnip spaceship because I like, couldn't think of anything else. Yeah, that's like, that's the only thing I truly remember. That... It's, it's not a good book. I can't recommend this to anybody. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend it for kids. I wouldn't recommend it for adults. Like, if you want something... Hey, guess what my pairings are. I actually do have a couple pairings for this book. But guess what? I can only pair stuff that's E.T. related. I can't even think of anything else that's as weird as this fucking book. Can you think of a better sci-fi one that you'd recommend for a kid, though? Um, I... Go go read Star Wars. Go read a Star Wars. Yeah. You know, this probably could have worked better as, like, a comic book. Yeah. I think if they made this as a comic book, it would have been more entertaining. It would have... Be able to give us these beautiful visuals. And it might flow better. It, I think it would definitely flow better. It would it would definitely flow a lot nicer. And I, I think it, I, I think if it was if it was a comic book or even a cartoon, I think if they made it as a cartoon, yeah. it would be more interesting. That's yeah. that's what I would say. I don't know if I could recommend another sci-fi kids book because I don't really read a lot of sci-fi in all honesty. I mean, same, but I'm just like I feel like a. There are better sci-fi books for kids. Yeah. Animorphs is good. Animorphs is good, but, like, I wouldn't put it in the same premise as this kind of sci-fi. Oh, no, book. I'm not saying it's the same. I'm just saying, like, yeah, it's no, a better it's, it's, it's a better, yeah. We always say Animorphs is better. I mean, it's true, though. Okay, but my pairings for this one are initially E.T. the movie. Go watch it. It's, it actually really does stand the test of time, at least of what I have watched. The term penis breath is used, and it makes me laugh so hard every single time. It's not a pervert penis breath. And the mom just cracking up at the line penis breath because I don't I don't know if he came up with the insult or if it was in the in the script. Great insult, ten out of ten. Yep, ten out of ten. Just don't call a gay person that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it feels kinda of derogatory that way. I uh yeah, I realized it afterwards because like I was joking with everybody and one of my coworkers is gay and they're like, Hey, don't call him that and he, and he was like, Yeah, he makes a fair point on that one. I'm like, penis breath is funny still. 
Well, yeah, but I'm like, it is kind of a gay, like... It is a, it is a homophobic. Yeah. It is a homophobic yeah, like, one. It does kind of age a little bit. Yeah. But, I mean, if you don't think about it like that, though. If you just think of it as just having penis breath. Yeah. That is well, pretty funny. Yeah. And my other pairing is just the E.T. ride. Um, I've never been on it. I actually did watch a, what's it called, one of the ride-alongs on YouTube. And it was actually really cool to see the ride go off. Like, it actually has Botanicus and references the green planet itself. Like, they don't name E.T.'s planet as anything else. They just call it the green planet. Um, so I thought that was actually kind of cool that it's within all the continuum is related to the book and also the ride itself. So I thought that, I thought that was kind of neat. And there are also some of the mushroom aliens in that, hmm. on that ride, yeah. Yeah. So, if, if anyone's ever interested. Uh, yeah, I kind of wish I could have ridden that ride, but they don't have it in the Universal Studios in L.A., but they do have it in the Orlando one still, I believe. Hmm. Yeah, so. I believe, like, Spielberg was like, you can't get rid of that ride, please. Thank you. I, I'm Steven Spielberg. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm going to win another Oscar. Don't worry, guys. I haven't watched Fablements yet, but I really want to watch it. I've heard it's really good. Which thing? Sorry, Fablements. That's his new movie, Fablements. Okay. It's it's pretty much about his life. It's kind of an autobiographical movie. Okay. It's supposed to be really emotional. Paul Dano's in it. I love that guy. He was in Swiss Army Man, and he was the Riddler. Ooh, look at me, Batman! I'm the Riddler. Ooh, what's red and black and white and come? It's my come. Ooh, it's red and black and red. Ooh. You should see a doctor. Oh, nefarious Batman, I won't fall for that one. No, seriously, your cum should not be black oh, and red. Oh, here you go, Batman. That's salt. Uh, I mean, I, I, I set up a bunch of bombs around the city. Is that is that the one thing you can complain about? Is, is, is sexual you cummed on my face. That's gross, man. <laughs> you you broke my heart, you, you fucker. I'm gay for Batman. Ooh, You're not the Joker. Oh, Kill that tofu. I'm your host, Christopher the Rupal. Uh, how did we get into fucking gay Riddler again? Because you said Paul Dato on your leg. He played... I really like his Riddler a lot, but it's... But every time I think of the Riddler, I think of him being like, Ooh, look at me, I'm the Riddler. Uh, th- thank you for joining us this time on Not So Drunken Book Club. Uh, I'm your host, Christopher the Rupal. Enjoyed what you... If you enjoyed what you heard, make sure to like, subscribe... Uh, do all that other stuff wherever you're listening to us it really does mean a lot but if you really like us y'all really like us uh, go to our Patreon at patreon.com slash speaking of which a dollar a month gets you uh, this episode up early a bonus episode every week that I actually did post my notes for this one early actually posted them when I started reading the book and said hey if you're interested in what I think about the book you can see how my notes evolve over time so I thought that was kind of a neat thing to do. Uh, but you definitely have to join the Patreon to be able to see those notes. Uh, buh, 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 buh. And you can be like our patrons, Trey. At, oh, wait, he's not at your source. He's, I don't think he's using his Twitter anymore. But uh, he still hasn't given me anything new to say. If you want me to say something, if you want me to shout out like a Reddit or anything, I'll do that. I, I don't know. And um, I don't know. There's no one else, really. What about... Is he still... Or is what? he... Who? Oh, you mean you mean Spongy? Yeah. You mean Spongy? Yeah. Mm, spongy, I'm the Riddler. I'm saying Spongy. Ooh, ooh. I'm I I'm being I'm going to court because I'm an asshole. 
I hate Justin Rowland so much. Yeah, I was going to say. He's like, ruined me with that stupid voice. Like I said, you sound like a Justin Rowland character. I hate him so fucking much. Uh, but not yet, Spongy. Spongy. <laughs> at, at, uh, all the information is down below. You can find his Twitter and his uh, WordPress down in the, in, the, in, the, um, in the links. In the links down below. Uh, and you can follow the podcast at SOW underscore podcast, uh, where you can point and laugh at stuff I sometimes retweet. I don't post a lot anymore. I really, really haven't been in a posting mood. Yeah. I, I, when I get into the mood for posting, I post quite a bit. I need to do another Goosebumps thread. One of the Simpsons Goosebumps thread. Yeah. I, I said I would do one for the Give Yourself Goosebumps, but I just haven't done it yet. Okay, that's all my saying. Where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter and Tumblr at Berserker Rose. That's right, the Berserker Rose. Follow her Tumblr and see what she fetishizes next. Is it werewolves wearing Jim Carrey's The Mask? I don't know, but no. I don't think it is. No, it's not. It, it's not okay. Yeah, it's not. No, it's not snot. <laughs> it's it's Snork Johnson snot. <laughs> it's Snork Johnson, Snork Johnson. Um, ew, she's into young boys named Snork Johnson. Ew. So I make the penis joke like you've been Snork doing. Snork Johnson. Snork Johnson is like a great name for like a 1940s like um what's it called like pulp fiction hero. Yeah. Snork Johnson, I'll get you. It's it's just Lobster Johnson from fucking Hellboy. What am I talking about? <laughs> I love I love me some Hellboy. I know. Uh, but yeah, thanks for joining us this time around. And uh, as always, uh, Editor Rupal, what's the song of the week? Alrighty, cool kids. The song of the week is the Nationals. Uh, the National, I guess, is what they're called. I I just wanted to use their. It's the National Tropic Morning News. Check out the song here and maybe listen to it some more on Spotify. Y'all have a good rest of your week now, cool cats. Meow, 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 meow. I wasn't started.